1: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight
2: up screamer.
1: Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1 800 858 858. Thanks to GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. Welcome to the first serve, your home of tennis.
2: Good evening everybody. Welcome along to another big edition of the First Serve on this uh, Monday night the 14th of November as we cover the world of tennis. Always happy to take some calls at one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can get us on the uh, Tennis Direct text at uh, tennisdirect.com.au. Go shopping tonight. Send us a text 0433 98 Free delivery on orders over $150. Uh, they are Australia's favourite online tennis store. So wherever you are around Australia, order through a Tennis Direct and it will be all delivered to your front door. That little code, First serve 10 nice little discount off uh, all your goods. Uh, special guest in the studio uh, very, very shortly. But as always, we do get into our... Uh, tour wrap to uh, start the night. Uh, whip around thanks to AATC, Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, providing quality coach education right across the globe. Uh, courses delivered by industry leaders and tennis business owners. You can learn locally, coach globally. They're internationally endorsed. Uh, inquire and enrol at AATC.tennis. Well, the drought uh, does continue for. The Australian women, which will tick into a 49th year. It depends whether you're a little bit glass uh, half full or you're thinking, gee, they went uh, so close and maybe should have grabbed uh, the chocolates. Look, Switzerland were tough opposition for our Australian women's team uh, this morning overnight, the Billie Jean King Cup. Billie Jean was there herself uh, sharing her words of wisdom with not only the Australian players, but all the players across the respective nations. Look, a, a terrific week Certainly for Australia, when we think at the start of the year we might have had Ash Barty part of the team. Isla Tomlanovic assumes the number one mantle, but Storm Sanders, who we'll hear from very shortly. Boy, did she really step up. Slovakia 2-1, Belgium a clean sweep, and bringing the experience of Sam Stozer into the doubles, playing her part at the back end of her career. The win against GB when it did come down to the doubles on Saturday night after Isla Tomlanovic had you would have to say, an absolute surprise loss to uh, Harriet Dart. And then, uh, unfortunately for Isla, she didn't probably finish on the note she would have liked after a Storm had played a great three-setter. So runner-up the last time it was in Australia to uh, the French over in Perth and a uh, runner-up uh, this time around to Switzerland. So maybe it might be third time lucky in the most recent of times. But Alicia Mollick, uh, the captain, she has been for over a decade reflecting on the loss overnight
3: been um, phenomenal I'm incredibly proud of um, this whole team including the extension of um, the staff because we put in not just great preparation but I think you know we've had our eye on the prize the whole time while we've been here you know and we pride ourselves as Australia um, to go into battle and really fight out there it was it was you know a difficult day for us today at times you have to give credit to your opponents but we really showed our fighting spirit I think also, what worked in our favour Was the versatility That we've got within our team With options Because in this format When there are so many matches You know, you need to trust All five players So that's sort of You know, something That I was really content with From the beginning of the event That we could really Switch things up Which we did at times And it took us to the final And the other team were too good Simple as that
4: Just a word on on Storm today Because it looked From, from where we were sitting As though, you know It was kind of heroic really
3: An example was You know, the crowd When Storm went up To receive her medal I mean, the appreciation from the crowd that the crowd know the tennis they know a great fighter and she left everything out there i think they could also feel all the ups and downs and the pressure situations um, jill was feeling it as well um, storm hit ebbs and flows and managed to pull her way back all the time and claw her way back but you know, a great representation of her level um, and where she's at in her singles. You know, it's obvious to all of us how good she is in doubles by her ranking, but her level was just incredible. And as a team, to get ourselves to this point, the final day, I mean, we we want more of it. We're, we're pretty hungry for it for another opportunity next year.
2: And that is great to hear from uh, the captain, Alicia Molik, who... Uh... Uh, leads the team uh, with just great class and always been accessible on this program. So she mentioned Storm Sanders, who did have to play Jill Teichman, decent player inside the top 40. That was a real battle overnight. But the week for Storm, we had her on this program, I reckon, about October last year, just when we thought she might be on the right trajectory to the top 100 in singles. And then it sort of just tapered away. And we saw the doubles career this year get herself inside the top 10 on the WTA Tour. So that's taken off. But hopefully Storm Sanders, who's flying back to be Storm Hunter uh, this weekend, we'll have to get our tongue around that for the uh, Aussie summer. Hopefully she flies back the long haul back to Australia with the belief that I can still have a good crack at singles over the next few years. Here is uh, Storm Sanders for the meantime. It looked to me as though BJK was saying you were amazing out there what was it like meeting her and how inspirational has been the whole week for you and is it is it a game changer for you
5: um yeah it was amazing to um yeah Billie Jean King said some nice words to me at the ceremony and also just wanted to congratulate me on my wedding um on Saturday she was more interested in yeah my wedding which was really really nice um but yeah it's been a phenomenal week um from everyone on the Australian team the players and the staff um yeah I mean personally I left everything out there today I have literally nothing left in the tank right now um, but it was so much fun and yeah even though we didn't quite get the win today I'm just so, so proud of our team and um, it was so much fun but yeah we're hungry for more like Mole said next year let's go
2: when you had those injuries what what exactly
4: were the the, the injuries I mean it looks like obviously the ankle this time it was a <laughs> duct to yesterday uh, was that right
5: just a bit of everything to be honest um, <laughs> 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 just fatigue and you know and that, that's okay it's I mean it's the last day of the season. It's been a really long year for me and it's all stuff that's manageable. Just obviously, Feeling after playing, I think that was my seventh match this week. So, yeah, quite a long – and today was a long match and obviously a high-pressure environment. Obviously, Jill was also feeling that. But, no, I am I mean, I'm a little bit spent today. But, yeah, it was obviously a lot of fun. And, I, yeah, gave everything and I couldn't ask um, our team to do more than what we did this week. So it was an amazing experience for all of us.
2: So that is the voice of uh, Storm Sanders. Well done. She uh, played three great matches and went to uh, – what, a three-set battle in the final, and Australia not able to get the chocolates overnight, but hopefully that fuels the appetite that we've got a team that might be able to pinch it in 12 months' time. So that's the Billy Jean King Cup done. Uh, the ATP Next Gen Finals, I went to the first edition a few years ago. I think it's a fantastic event. The best eight twenty-one 21 and unders, different rules. Uh, the crowd can sort of move around. Uh, it's changed venues in Milan, but an American with a lot of talent. Uh, We know the depth inside the top 100 in men's tennis. Brandon Nakashima uh, took out the Next Gen this year, the first American to do so, and he had a word to uh, Jill Krabis.
6: Brandon, congratulations. Undefeated here and winner of Next Gen. Just give us an assessment of what you're feeling right now, this moment for you.
0: Yeah, I'm super happy right now. Um, You know, it was a great tournament this whole week. And, um, you know, again, in this final... Another tough match, um, you know, just a few points here and there. It could have gone either way, but, uh, but I'm happy with my level today. And, uh, you know, I couldn't think of a better way to finish off the year.
6: And you had played him, of course, Wednesday, much tougher conditions today playing him. He played a lot better, but those pressure moments you handled so well, those big moments down a couple set points in the second set. What were you saying to yourself in those big moments?
0: Yeah, you know, this is, it's going to be in a final. So uh, so, you know, there's going to be some t- pressure moments. Uh, there's definitely some nerves coming out in the beginning but uh, I'm happy that you know I was able to to turn around quickly you know find my game and um, you know close it out in the end and of course the
6: first American to win this event congratulations what does that feel like for you and for back home in the United States
0: yeah it feels amazing um, you know being an American being able to come here and play in Milan um, you know it's, it's the best feeling in the world so uh, so I'm happy you know to take it back to the US and you um, yeah, I'm gonna go home now and enjoy some time off.
6: And I wanted to mention, of course, you ran over to your team, have a new team behind you. Huge moment for them. Just describe how they've supported you, what they meant to you in this moment.
0: Yeah, you know, they mean everything to me. Um, you know, together the other. We've had such a great year. Um, I think I think we worked well together this whole time, and uh, you know, we're still we're still getting to know one another. It's still early, but uh, I'm happy where we're at right now. And. And I'm sure we're going to enjoy this one and then focus on the new year.
6: We had a great event. Congratulations once again and enjoy the moment.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Brandon Nakashima, great talent. And we'll be uh, speaking a lot about him in 2023. ATP finals got underway overnight. So a loss for Rafael Nadal, who's never won this event. He's normally so banged up at this time of the year that... He's uh, not been cherry right for the, the best eight in the world in singles. Lost to Taylor Fritz, who hits a mean ball, as Rafa said overnight. His reaction time was uh, about minus 10. Uh, and Rafa loves to wind up and uh, really uh, get into that, uh, that you know, the, the right areas to to obviously land his best blows. And he had uh, little time to uh, really, I suppose, put his stamp on that match last night. Uh, Kasper Ruud, too good for Felix or Eliassime, 7 6 uh, the Ks will be in action tonight. I think it is on B in sports. They're scheduled for 9.30 Kokonakis Kyrios up against um, uh, Kulov and Skupski. Uh, Wesley Kulov and Neil Skupsky, the best-performed doubles team in 2023. Most people would walk past them in the street wouldn't know who they are, uh, but they're a good doubles combination, so it'll be a tough one for uh, the special Ks uh, tonight. Alexander Vukic watched his final in Calgary this morning. Runner-up for Vukic. He's had a stop-start year injury. A little loss of form, so great to see him actually make a final. Uh, Well done to J.P. Smith. Uh, The Smithy-Nators on Twitter will be going nuts over the weekend. Our friend Paula George and Andrew Harris won uh, the doubles. Have a look at the match point. It was a beauty, too, on our socials over there in Japan. Uh, Bernard Tomic, Matthew Delvedova made uh, the quarters, and we've got, uh, what, Terelgan over the next fortnight, an ITF, so we'll keep you across that. And also uh, a few of our Aussies are in Japan playing a Challenger. All the raps across all the tours at our website, thefirstserve.com.au. Righto, he's been waiting patiently. We're going to bring him in uh, right now because uh, one of our great partners, of course, is Hume Tennis and Community Centre here at the First Serve. You hear it every week. It's a beautiful little mini Melbourne park out in Melbourne's north. It's got tennis for everyone. Perfect also for coaches and players. If you're... Coming from interstate to train and compete, very close to Melbourne Airport. Accommodation, just a little zip around the corner. Very nice little setup. I went in there and had a good look, so I do recommend it. Uh, Find out more at humetennis.com.au. The man, the manager, and not to be forgotten, a very good coach as well, Tim Connolly. It's uh, great to have you in, uh, Tim. Very nice to uh, actually
4: get you in the studio. Good to be here, BP. And um, it's actually... Great to experience what you do and what you're at work and really listen to everything going on around the world. And, um, I know at Hume we've in the last week had premier league and yes. been involved with a lot of the players that have now head down to Tralgon and, um, Yeah, look, we're looking forward to a big summer of tennis.
2: Uh, No doubt. We should just quickly mention the Premier Leagues. I did see over the weekend. It was great to do the broadcast there on KO. So well done to Tennis Victoria for getting uh, that out into a a bigger market for people to uh, sample. Uh, MCC Glenorris Valley proved to be uh, too good, Tim, and the men's and the women's. Uh, Hume made the final of the men's, which was outstanding. And I was talking to Adam Cramery, the CEO of Tennis Victoria, about this competition, which is sort of, uh, taken on a few different evolutions, hasn't it? Been going over over a decade. We had the ATL come in for a little period there, and uh, it's great that it gets around a few of the clubs, including uh, your centre out there at uh, Hume. And I just sort of posed to Adam, you know, could we find any more spots in the calendar for this uh, to maybe grow a little bit more throughout the year, potentially?
4: Yeah, look, I, I think that is one of the biggest challenges that Tennis Victoria, Tennis Australia have, that creating more ITF events, whether they're junior, seniors, um, for people to participate, but particularly this last week and a half for the teams. Like I know, you know, we we had players from all over the world. We had Mark Whitehouse, who came from England, and mm. we had Jimmy Wang Wang, who's from Taiwan, and then we had the local boys, Dane Kelly, and um, you know, and it was led by Joe Siriani. So what a great you know, just,
2: that's a flashback, and I think I think of Joe. Uh, what did he get to Joe in the rankings off the top of your head, Tim?
4: I think uh, one
2: thirty-five, yeah, which you know, in a global sport. Uh, when we try and put a marker, it's a pretty good effort. To get to one, you can sort that top 200.
4: Yeah, and, he, and look, and, and he, he played. Um, he, he did play in one doubles. I was trying to get him to play a few more because I think um, he was ready to go, but he <laughs> insisted. I, he, I said, you be the coach and I'll be the head of selectors, and he would have played a few more if it was up to me. And I, look, and I, I just got to make a special mention yes. to, to Corey Gull who um, played in the team. He had a very good fortnight. Amazing, yeah. amazing, yeah. So and, I've um, seen
2: the name and I've seen the results pop up, but haven't had the opportunity really to uh, get a lens on him. But um, no, he, he his score lines were terrific.
4: Yeah, no, no. He, look, he he did incredibly well, and he's he's um he was only a couple of spots out of main draw in Traugan, so he's down there and he won his first round quite easily yesterday. Um, mm. Haven't caught up today where they got washed out. I'm sure I'm sure they probably did, but um, yeah, Corey's one to watch. He's a young guy from Pakenham who. Um, didn't play a lot of juniors or ITF juniors, and you know he's really sort of starting to make his way. So, um, good things to come, hopefully, for Corey.
2: No doubt. One three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can shoot us a text. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Tim, we wanted to certainly invite you in. You are one of the great partners of our show, and we certainly uh, really appreciate that. It's been, a, um, it's been great to collaborate. You've got a terrific facility, 18-court facility at Hume. We're going to get on to uh, January because you've really become the home of uh, wheelchair tennis in, in a lot of ways, and we'll talk about the summer schedule and how important uh, that is. But uh, seven days ago on this program, we had a go CEO. easy yummy
4: BP. Go easy yummy. I'll go very – I'll go easy.
2: I'll go where you want to go, Tim. You're the boss here. You're the boss. Um, But we had the CEO, Craig Tiley, on the program uh, seven days ago, the Tennis Australia CEO. And, look, there's been lots of feedback uh, come back in my direction uh, from lots of people in uh, tennis. Uh, You just never know who's listening to uh, the radio, people that uh, send you texts. And if I can just put on record that – uh, it was never an attempt from my point of view to have a, a, a gotcha moment or uh, to uh, throw Craig under the bus. I think these are important questions that probably needed to be uh, asked uh, that, you know, come from the, the tennis community. I mean, you're, you're at the coalface, Tim. You live and breathe it. You're there every day rolling up the sleeves at a, a tennis facility. You're talking to all stakeholders, coaches and players and parents and uh, volunteers. Can I ask you what, you what you took out of the chat?
4: Yep, last um, week. Look, I think from from where you know where we sit, and that Tennis Australia do do an incredible job with the Australian Summer of Tennis, um, and I think that creates incredible opportunities for us in the community. And I think sometimes, from what I heard in the conversation, that Craig might have been a bit frustrated that there was a lot of negativity, and what about the positive things that we do? You know, and and I guess from with Hume and and us working closely with Tennis Australia and the ITF and Tennis Victoria to to bring the wheelchair events, um, and they do an incredible job, and the investment to be for us to be one of the best inclusive sports um, of all the sports that that are played in Australia. I think mm. you know sometimes I think that's lost, and 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 these discussions sometimes aren't happen. But you know, look, I, I also understand that, um, you know that people want the money invested in different ways and. Um, Even if we look at at Premier League in the last week, like that, you know, it was increased to $30,000, which is looking after this player from 500 to 1,000 in the world and hopefully making it a bit easier. And I
2: had a great conversation with Alana Parnaby, who came up to me. And we followed Alana on the road, Tim, the last couple of years. Uh, I've watched her matches uh, on the stream. And look, it was terrific to have a chat to her because she is at that that level where it's, it's damn tough. Tough out there. You're on the road, predominantly on your own. Maybe you know you're traveling to tournaments with a few of the Aussies you can hit with and have dinner with. And, um, but you know it's a it's a tough sport to try and make And Everyone's playing for different reasons. But she just appreciated the fact that, um, you know her results were getting a little bit of notoriety. So that, that it's a big tennis ecosystem, as we know, where not everyone's at the the top s es- top echelon.
4: Yeah. Look, I guess you know while at that. You know, you, you want to be able to make a living out of the sport, but in the end, everyone does it for the journey because they just love playing. And that doesn't matter how much money you're getting paid or not getting paid. If you don't love it, you don't play. Um, and I think you just have to look at Roger, how long Roger played for if it was about the money he would have retired Mm. 20 years ago. Um, but it's just that, you know, just the enjoy and the love of the sport and, you know, and really even in this last week being involved with the Premier League and, and the boys and their traveling and that you know, they're all just great friends and they all yep. love hanging out together. And, you know, now they've moved from, from Victoria and now they're down in Traralgon. and, you know, they're all, and, and they just, they love the sport and they love getting better and they love hanging out. And, you know, that's what sport is, whether it's tennis, football, cricket, you mm. just love being with your friends.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, in Craig's own words last week in the interview, he didn't really want to hear about the positives because he knows what the positives are. He talks to the tennis community. I certainly know what the positives are. So, I suppose the aim of the chat was to drill down what are the challenges? What are the, the points that we could do a hell of a lot better in Australian tennis? Whether that's governance, the structure, uh, you know, obviously UTR, the competitive play calendar, which has been released. We're hopefully going to have TA back on the show next week when there's a bit more fine tuning of that uh, this week so people can actually get their head around the changes and what that looks like. But it has upset a lot of people who can't get their head around having um, no rankings. Uh, in Australian uh, tennis, in the pathway, so what, TA don't expect, and they they certainly admit that not everything's perfect. Um, no governing body is absolutely perfect, but there are lots of stakeholders, aren't there? Tim in tennis, a lot of passionate people out there who have got a stake in the game. Yep,
4: yeah, yep, yeah. and starting from the players to the parents to the umpires, and you know us who are the deliverers of the tournament, and. Um, you know, right, Tennis Victoria, Tennis Australia, the ITF. And I I think that probably one of the parts with this, you know, the UTR is that, you know, it was introduced with, you know, I think a a great goal in mind, which was to create more level play. But I also think that it sometimes doesn't hurt if you're in a development pathway that, you know, you get to play the number one seed. Mm. And if you lose love and one that you actually know what that level is. But then on the other hand, that it doesn't hurt sometimes if you're one of the better players to make sure you can implement and and, and beat the people who you should beat. Whereas with the UTR, unfortunately, is that, you know, it does create sometimes that motivation or, or perceived motivation. And, and I know this is one of the parts that, you know, Tennis Australia, and that keep reinforcing that that it's not, that's not how it works, but it is how it's perceived. And I, and I think percep- perception is reality, um, and you know, that we need to make sure that, that our developing players get to play up, get to play down and they're not yep. always, you know, whereas at association level, I think mm. it's amazing, mm. you know, and that if you and I, we want to know what, yep. we want to have good matches. Yep.
2: Yeah. No, you make a great point. That, that's been the consensus all year at the lower level. Yes. Makes sense. Pathway, uh, those who are aspiring, uh, it's, it hasn't quite worked. So. I'm fascinated with how it's going to be tinkered with. We do need to get a, a break away. Tim Connolly, Hume Tennis. You've got to go out and get Tim to put on the coffee machine. He does make a damn good coffee at it Hume Tennis. He'll look after you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 If you want to uh, jump on the program, Hume Tennis and Community Centre are a little mini Melbourne park. And there's a bit more to discuss with Tim right after the break. Thanks to GLG Life Group, leaders in property services
1: and open space management. At glgcorp.com, The First Serve, your home of tennis.
2: Welcome back to The First Serve, Monday night. We're racing through Tim Connolly alongside me from uh, Hume at Tennis and Community Centre. We'll talk about uh, a big January at uh, Hume. Just quickly, Chris in Derrimut, uh, Brett, uh, just giving you the word that this weekend is the finals of the AJL, the Association Junior League and the 16-under uh, girls are playing for uh, WRTA, Western Region Tennis Association. They're playing against Bayside Moorabbin at North Ringwood Tennis Club on Sunday. My daughter Taylor is playing with Ella Fitcher, who uh, we spoke to on this program, who won the little scholarship uh, as part of the uh, Victorian uh, Tennis Cup that was played a couple of weeks ago out at a Doveton. Uh, great chat with uh, Ella, really enjoyed that. Uh, gun finals, all four players on both sides can really play. Good on you. Chris Aderemit, uh Tim, who's a, a great fan, got a promising uh, daughter who's Uh, in the infancy of her uh, tennis uh, journey. So, uh, mate, thank you for the details. Uh, Tim's Ed in uh, Research, he's given us a call. Uh, Tim, great to have you on the show. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Um, I've got a daughter who's just taken up tennis and um, we play for a very small club
7: and we're not playing for sheep stations by any means, shape or form. Um, But um, being a novice tennis fan, I watched her play on the weekend and um,
2: the... Uh, underwarming motivation that she played with um was uh, I'm, I'm if you bear with me she was making um reaching movements wasn't moving a feet or anything like that and so in between points i said down you've got to move your feet you've got to move your feet to
7: get to the ball and you had the club um stalwart come out and yell at you for no coaching and i'm thinking to myself this is the perfect time to coach coaching because you're not playing for sheep stations you are trying to get them to develop and Develop a passion and love for the
2: game because the look on her face when she wins a game is elation. And when yep. she loses, it's devastation. Oh, Tim, you're best to speak here. I mean, <laughs> you, you do coach as well as manage Hume, and I've seen you out on court working with a lot of players. I mean, this—I just looked at your reaction. This resonates with you.
4: Uh, look, and yes, so we we actually have um, tournaments out at Hume called my first tournament, and we actually want the parents to come out. And we want the kids to learn and be involved in that. And Mm. I understand what, you know, Tim's saying there that sometimes you think you're actually helping and it's not coaching and you're trying to, you know, point the kids in the right direction. And, you know, unfortunately that is, I guess, sometimes in that developmental phase that we'd like to be out there. And I think there is an argument to have coaches on court. But I think one of the challenges we'll have is that who is the coach, and mm. does the parent all all of a sudden decide that they're the coach so they're coming on court, and then that can you know be contentious and things like this, having said that too though, is that you know hopefully Ella you know like gets to a point that she plays enough tennis and understands and um can actually you know a little bit is problem solving when we play yes. tennis yep. you know but yep. i i do I do hear exactly what Tim's saying and understand, but you know look, it's just creating those situations where they can be on court um, to help sometimes.
2: Indeed. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 to uh, jump on the phone. So, Tim, just Tennis Australia, Tennis Victoria. So, the, the, you know, two governing bodies, the, the national body and, and Tennis Vic, obviously, have got a, a great connection, probably a more day-to-day connection, I imagine. So just their, their role in community tele- tennis and developing uh, tennis within this state. Yep. Take us inside that a little bit.
4: Yep. Look... From from where we sit and the, the way that, that I tend to look at it is that, you know, Tennis Australia and Tennis Victoria create the products of tennis. So whether it's Hot Shots or cardio tennis, um, you know, there have been some others that have been debatable. Um, but then our job at community level is we, we put the service around these products. And, and if we can put great service around the products, you know, Hot Shots, are, I think, is an incredible product. And, I you know, that... that the game grows as the child grows or as the player grows and develops. And, and I think it, you know, that modified part of the game has been and allowed children from the age of seven or eight to play. I'm not sure, mm. you know, if you put a seven or eight year old out now with a with a big ball, you know, or a normal yellow ball, as we call it, that it bounces way too high, yep. causes poor technique. And, you know, and so the equipment and the ball and the court size are all um, to, to a level that it grows as they grow. So, you know, in 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 that sense i think you know we have to be realistic in what what roles that we play um and yeah look i i you know i'm sure everyone post covid now has um like coaches the biggest problem we have is having enough coaches to coach the amount of people that want to play
2: and and the talk about that i hear a lot is the so the standard of coaching so what 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 do you think tim is acceptable because often i'll see Uh, clubs, uh, you know, Tennis Vic or uh, TA sort of advertising for people to join the the coaching uh, network. Um, And there's the school of thought, well, if you're going to come in and teach these uh, young kids, and I was involved in junior forty years ago, it's the same, you've got to teach the the good habits really early. So you've got to have people who are decently enough qualified. Where where do you sort of sit on that? Because also coaches have got to get their hands dirty and learn the coaching caper. But that fine line, it's a a fair talking point amongst uh, people in tennis.
4: Well, well I think for, you have to start somewhere and and I remember I was lucky enough to start under my coach who was a um a, a famous footballer Barry Davis, who actually then turned himself to tennis and yep. um and I was his assistant you know we were just at a small two court club and at the age of 15 and uh, and so now like I tell our younger guys who you know I'd like to help out and just say well look we need you to come in and just you know be a big brother, be like a big brother, you know, play with kids and, mm. you know, and, but they also, you know, coaches or developing need role models and they need people around them to help them, you know, understand the game because there's the reason why tennis is a taught sport. You know, it's very complex, you know, with movements from the feet. And, yep. um, so I, I I I can speak from what we've done this year is that, unfortunately, because of the lack of, you know, post-COVID and the lack of coaches, that we've given roles and responsibilities to some of the um, younger coaches that we normally wouldn't, Mm. but have been astounded by what they've brought to the table and and the maturity and the the connection that they've actually made with the young players.
2: We'll just weave in some calls amongst talking to you tonight. Peter in Sydney, one of our great callers. uh, Tim, Uh, good to hear from you, Pete.
7: Hi, hi, Brett. How are you going, mate? Going well. What do you um, got for us? Be, yeah, well, I'll be going to the Australian Open in January for the first time in three or four years. I was just inquiring about the new layout, you know, with this new construction on the John, on the, um, John Kane Arena side. I know they've mm-hmm. got the new um, Kia yep, Arena. Yep. But I'm just wondering, I mean, I noticed there's been about six or seven courts that have been demolished. And i was just curious to know, are uh, there enough courts for things like practice as well as playing in the first... <laughs> couple of rounds? Because-
2: yeah, no doubt, yeah. I, I don't think it's as many as six or seven because out there, so there's at the back of Kia Arena. Is there still court 16? I'm just trying to think, Tim. There was the one court that is still there. I mean, obviously, the precinct is unbelievable. It's complete now. Richmond Station all the way through to Fed Square. Uh, Kia Arena, a huge hit at the Australian Open last year. That boutique 5,000. Uh, Kyrgios and Kokanaka spent a fair bit of time out there whipping the crowd into a frenzy. Uh, there is still plenty of practice courts on that other side to, yeah, Garden Square, Margaret Court, and, and the bulk of the outside court. So, Pete, not a problem. I mean, this is the one benefit uh, that the other slams haven't got. We've got room to uh, cater for all this, whereas the other sites, Wimbledon and okay. the French, are, are much smaller.
4: Yeah, I'll- I think anyone who's been to Wimbledon will realize how small that is. You know, like I guess the U.S. Open spread out a little bit more, but yeah. yeah, no, there's there's definitely enough courts there.
2: Yeah, Pete, you'll be fine. Look forward to seeing you down here. Come and say hello. We need to get a break away. More of uh, Tim Connolly in the studio, and always great to have our partners uh, Asti Tennis Courts on board. They're Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and construction specialist. They're trusted by Melbourne tennis clubs and councils. Check out aste. dot com. dot
1: Thanks to GLG Greenlife Group, leaders in property services and open space management, at glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis.
2: Indeed, it is your home of tennis all the way through to the end of November. We'll have a little break, as everyone does. Uh, Tim, it's not much of a break in uh, the world of uh, tennis, and we... uh, We'll go come the 1st of January uh, when uh, the summer of tennis in Australia kicks off the United Cup. Uh, Adelaide back-to-back, Hobart's back. Uh, There's going to be a Challenger in Canberra. There's a 60K up in Canberra. There's lots going on across that January period. Uh, We'll talk about the wheelchair side of things. There's going to be the Australian Paddle Open at uh, Melbourne Park as well. So it's going to be a very busy second week. It's going to be a different-looking second week of the Australian Open, a lot uh, of extra stuff going on. Alex is in uh, South Yarra who's uh, given us a call. Alex, great to everyone.
7: Thanks for having me, BP. I just want to have two things. One was to talk about your interview last week um, with the uh, Tennis Australia um, CEO. And the second thing is about the Victorian Premier League. Um, I just felt like Craig Charlie was a little bit defensive when you were talking to him and like, you know, they've done such great work with the AO, it's kind of easy to polish a Ferrari, you know? Like, that's a great event that they've made fantastic. But the core values of what they should be doing is, like, developing this junior program so, so we get, like, Grand Slam winners or lots of, like, top 200 players that really are involved in the game and can inspire a whole bunch of juniors to keep going to see that pathway. And I feel like he was just a bit like, oh, you know, this is what we do and, you know, we're doing all of those things, but he wasn't really, really listening to the, what you, actually your core um, yeah. opinions were. Well, I think
2: the best way to summarise it, Alex, is there will always be a view, and I've worked in, this is a totally different, um, you know, analogy if you like, but I've worked in community footy where I've been at the coalface. So I think when you're at the coalface of something, you do have a different lens and see it differently to the people who are on the outside viewing it from a a different angle. So I wasn't surprised by Craig's uh, answers last week and his tone on what he believes. Um, He's right at Tennis Australia. But uh, you sit in this chair long enough and there are many, many different views about the state of the game. And we can debate that for hour upon hour upon hour. We try and provide the platform at least to have that discussion. But ultimately, it's the people at the coalface who have got to uh, connect with the governing bodies to get the best result uh, for the game. So yeah, the, the differences of opinion don't surprise me all that much. Just a, a a quick one on the Premier League.
7: Yeah, yeah. Just I just think that it needs to be a bit more consistent, um, be in the schedule, and be a bit more like marketed. It's like such a great tournament with great players. Probably need to celebrate a little bit more.
2: Good on you, mate. Really appreciate the call. I don't mean to cut you off. We're just a little short for time. But I think that summarises just about everything below the Australian Open and the Summer of Tennis, Tim. Is it the challenges, the ITFs, be it Premier League, whatever other competition? Let's put these events on a bigger map. Let's get people courtside. You know, I'm watching uh, Alex Vukic playing Calgary this morning. Great little crowd in there. Great yep. atmosphere. We don't want two cats and a dog at our you know, key events. Players that can play. These guys, you know, two hundred in the world, three hundred, well, they can all play. Yeah, Mark yep. Whitehouse, as you mentioned, what, yep. what was Mark's ranking uh, coming in? Twenty nine. Been around a long time. He's about five hundred and fifty. Yep. But look at the level yep. that he brought in that match against Alex Boulder, For those who didn't see the Premier League yep. over the weekend, be, be,
4: I think you know, particularly without with the tournament structure in Australia, like you've got to remember that we. We are a massive country yep. and compared to, you know, Europe that you can be playing in, you know, nine, 10, 12 different countries and be closer than, you know, there've been Darwin, Queensland, Sydney, mm. Adelaide, now, now Melbourne, it's sort of like the Victorian swing. So, yep. you know, it, it does mean that's the challenge sometimes trying to fit so much in the calendar when all the states want to have um, competitive play.
2: You've brought the calls tonight, I've got to say, Tim. And we're trying to get through your content as well. Just hang on there, Guy, for just one moment. But, January, just tell us because you have become the real wheelchair hub. I know it's really important to what you do at Hume. So you're going to have the Victorian Open, the Melbourne Open, which are pretty much back-to-back leading yep. into the Australian Open. So all the best wheelies are going to be in town early January. They came out last year. It was fantastic, yep. and it's going to happen again.
4: Yep. And look, I guess we're really excited that this is our first year in three where we haven't been COVID-affected. So, you know, we're, we're really hoping to to get a lot of people out there. And um, I'm not sure if people are aware, but the Grand Slam draws have grown. So the yep. men's and the women's are now 16 and the quads are eight. Um, we're also hoping in future years that we'll have a junior event. So we're, we're expecting it, you know, a a big crowd or or a big crowd of, of wheelies, um, out there. And one of the, one of the things I really just wanted to talk about was in the middle weekend, which is, um, which is the 14th and the 15th is we're having a wheelchair weekend where we're celebrating wheelchair tennis. And there's, you know, we'd, we'd love, um, anyone who's in a wheelchair, um, who wants to come out and learn some of the skills and one, and just like with, with able body tennis, you know, it's all about the footwork, the chair skills of some of the elite players yep. is, is incredible. Brilliant.
2: Absolutely brilliant. Yep. humetennis.com.au, keep across that. We'll continue to plug that and certainly support it. Guys in Eltham, Guy, nice to have you on the show.
7: Yeah, thanks, BP. Great, great to be with you. Mate, I just heard what you were saying earlier about um, introducing the game to the youngsters. Uh, I'm a PE teacher at a primary school and, we, we've incorporated hot shots over the last few years, and it's it's going great. Guns, it's very popular. Um, and what I love about it is, of course, not every kid's going to become an elite player, but it gives them a lovely introduction to a game that they can play socially for the rest of their or for their, for the rest of their childhood and build up, keep building up the skills into other racket sports too, like um, badminton, squash, and. Um, and other variations of that. So I just, yeah, just really wanted to advocate for Hot Shots. It was a great program. Yeah,
2: I think there's been plenty of people who have always been positive about it, and there's always been that conversation too, Tim, how many can then transition into, you know, joining clubs and, you know, having sort of a, a sustained involvement in tennis. So that, that's often been a little bit of a, uh, a talking point and how you measure that.
4: Yeah, and Tennis tour this year, it... Um, have a, a program they've introduced called the classroom to court, which is about where the coaches go into the classroom or go to the school. Mm. And then their last session is, um, as part of the, the funding is that they can get a bus to the local club, which really introduces the kids. And I think sometimes like, you know, the kids go to school and they go home with their, you know, a note, whatever, but it stays in the bag forever, but they actually have that at court experience and it's been really successful. And, you know, look, um, so it was Mark. Yep. guy guy, that Mm. was just talking, you know, that that that's the one great thing about tennis, you know, ball perception, you know, being able to judge the ball and move the ball. And that's one of the great things that tennis, you know, really does, um, work well with other sports sports. Uh,
2: Dan, hang on. We're going to get to you straight after the break. Uh, Yarra tennis coaching out at Eagle Mind. It's just off the Eastern freeway. In fact, Shane Scrutton will be in the studio here next week, uh, runs a great program, whether you're a beginner or you're a bit more accomplished, 30 years in the game, yarratennis.com.au if you want a good tennis lesson from uh, Shane Scrutton, Yarra Tennis. Uh, back with a, a bit more to get through and uh, a couple of your calls. Thanks to GLG
1: Greenlife Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis.
2: Your home of tennis indeed. Uh, Dan is out in Wheelers Hill. Uh, Dan, nice to have you on the show. Um,
7: yeah, you know, BP, great show, mate. Um, just want to know your get your guys' thoughts on Bernie. He's um, Bernard Thomas, that is. So he's uh, obviously <laughs> laid it out there at the start of the year that he's back training and whatnot. Um, and in the last, I guess, last month, he's won two lower tier yep. ITF tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he lost a couple of days ago in a in another in the, lower tier. In the, I in tier the quarters, yeah, in that. Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it doesn't seem like he's like if he wants to be. His talent is unquestionable, yeah. right? You know, you can't be um, at the age of seventeen to make a Wimbledon quarterfinal is just amazing. But I, I feel like maybe it's time has passed him by, BP. Well, um, this is the problem, though, he, Dan.
2: Dan, the the issue is. Uh, he's got no plan B. There's nothing else to fall back on for Bernard. He went into tennis very young. He's 517 in the world. I've been watching the stream the last few weeks of a few of these ITS. He's been in Cancun. He's been in Austin, Texas. And you think, for a guy that got to 17 with all the talent, but – He's had to come back. I mean, as he told us a few years ago, Tim, you know, was he at $10 million in the bank? and that, I'm sure he's chewed through a fair bit of that, living a, a fairly glamorous lifestyle. And now he's thinking, well, I've got a lot of living to do and I've got to start from scratch. And he's got no other qualifications. That is as simple as that. Uh, whereas we're seeing a lot of kids now go down the college pathway, which might really benefit. Um, mate, thank you. I appreciate the call. The Hume House is just around the corner. It's a great setup. So the Hume Tennis and Community Centre, you can come there and train. You can play. You can stay around the corner. Just the role it plays, your uh, relationship with the ITF, um,
4: wheelchair camps uh, from TA. Just take us inside that, yep. Tim. Yeah, look, at, of, at adding Craigman, would you believe, there's actually no accommodation. So, mm. and, and we first realised this when we started to have the wheelchair guys come. So we opened the house in 2019. Um, yep. And since then, yeah, we, we have... Players from the ITF, the Oceana, so they they come and play and train and we work with Tennis Australia with the Wheelies and and, um, we've got a camp coming up in December prior to and then also for the juniors to come out there and stay and train and – um so we also have tours and coaching tours come from the country and interstate and things like that so you know look 2023 we're looking forward to a big year where we can actually plan you know like it's been a few years where we've been able to plan so mm. you know we are looking forward so um any coaches there interstate that want to come across to melbourne and something like that yep. you know keep us in mind
2: yeah stone's throw uh get, collect the baggage at melbourne airport uh quick dash out to craigie 18 court facility great clubhouse inside tim makes a great coffee you've got Food galore going on there. Uh, the house around the corner, which I've yep. gone and uh, visited, which is terrific for uh, people to bunk in there, families that can come along. So, uh, yeah, make the inquiry hume And there's a few different hubs uh, around Australia. You know, I was up at KDV uh, a few weeks ago, saw their yep. accommodation uh, set up uh, with their facility. So, Just makes uh, makes sense to have something like that, where it's that one stop shop almost.
4: Yeah, Yeah. oh look, you know, Mark, who came from, who played in our Premier League team, he, you know, one of the reasons we were able to, you know, um, get him in the team is because we had somewhere for him to stay, and um, you know, it was it was great meeting him over the last week.
2: Great stuff, Tim. As you know, this show just uh, races by
4: far too quickly, but I appreciate you coming in because you've been a great supporter of
2: our show and we will certainly get out to Hume BP in and,
4: and thank you for supporting tennis. I know, you know, just each week and I know how much you actually get around and out about and, you know, Premier League on Saturday night, late. It's good. It's good. Kicked on. Actually stayed out far later than I probably should
2: have down in uh, Swan Street. I hadn't been in Swan Street, Richmond for a while at uh, those uh, late hours. In fact, I, I, th- I think a few got caught in the storms coming from the tennis who uh, whistled past uh, where I was. But no, great to have you in and uh, Hume, uh, it's an outstanding uh, facility and uh, we'll be there in January covering the, of course, Victorian Open, 10th to the 14th of Jem. Uh, uh, the Melbourne Open, the 16th to the 20th. So get out and see some great wheelings action. Thanks to Yonex, 76 years of performance product craft in Japan. Talk to you next Monday.
5: G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free
2: and easy to play.